You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you a C. And with that, we are back. The ACL pod featuring the one and only Captain Wags. I'm ACL. He's Wags. NFL time, guys. NFL week four. College football week five. We are in the heart of the season. October is here. Wags, lots to get to before we do, guys. The website, therealmrACL.com or acl-sports.com. The exact same thing. Both get you to the same place. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at therealmrACL. At Cap and Wags, be sure to check us out there. If you can, give us a five-star review, but give us a nice comment for the pod. We certainly help. We certainly appreciate it, and those certainly do help with the numbers and all that fun stuff, the analytics and all on the podcast. So we definitely do appreciate that. Wags, let's jump right in, man. Obviously, we had a good last week, a max play hit in the NFL. Green Bay, San Fran, over 50. Woo! Anytime you hit a max play, it's a good week in general. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, and it was uh, certainly good going – but combined 10 and 4, yeah, I think man. we're up close to like 15 units or something nuts like that. So pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And, uh, I know we, you know, we, we both had some some of the same plays. Dolphins get there on the cover. The, um, was it the Bucks Rams over was four units for us combined. So just an awesome, awesome NFL weekend there. Yeah, no, it was awesome. <laughs> always good to uh, cash out. Always good to get great DMs, uh, especially late night when, uh, you know. <laughs> Those are fun. Some of the, uh, listeners and clients are, are out uh, having a good time absolutely guys we are taping here thursday wags there's a college football game tonight yeah i heard that I heard if that. you haven't heard I, someone I someone I'm, might be in attendance from from from, from what i hear podcast. right oh yeah so i i will certainly be there uh we we do have uh virginia coming down to play the miami hurricane so should be a great time. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll we'll see if there's more than fifty percent capacity uh, at the stadium. They, I they wasn't are, gonna say anything. They are taking a hundred percent capacity. Just letting everybody know. But uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be. Uh, look, it's the first SEC, eight, first SEC, ACC game. You know, Miami's obviously been slightly disappointing, um, but they're only two losses to Alabama, undefeated. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, undefeated. So, um, yeah, who, who knows what to expect out of this team? D.R. King, questionable, doubtful probably. So uh, we might get a, a young quarterback in there. But, you know, every time I, I kind of fall flat on these Canes and, and they come out flat every, every game, I mean, these Thursday night games are, are sometimes a little bit different. Sometimes they, they come out with a little bit of hop in their step, and, and I'm hoping to uh, see a Hurricanes victory tonight. Should be a fun game, Virginia at Miami Thursday night. If you guys are still listening to this uh, before the game started, Miami's around minus four and a half, over under around sixty-two and a half. Wags, let's jump right in. College football, as I mentioned, week five. You know, there, there's all this talk, especially you know in the mainstream. It's wide open this year. There's multiple teams that could win it, and at in, at some level, I agree with that. You know, we we are probably going to get different teams in the final four this year. Clemson's most likely out. We'll talk about them in a bit. But this whole narrative of it's wide open, the odds actually would not reflect that whatsoever. 
I, I can't remember ever seeing this this early on in the year, late September, early October. If you go to the national championship odds, Alabama plus 175, Georgia plus 175. Next team down, the third highest team on the odds board, Oklahoma at 12 to 1. So where are you at as far as, you know, multiple teams could win it, blah, blah, blah. That narrative to me feels like multiple teams might get in the playoff that we haven't seen before. But as far as winning it, the odds certainly are not reflecting that. Yeah, certainly not. I mean, look, we, we spoke a little bit about this last week, how, how it's so wide open and, and all of this. And, you know, the Big Ten, you look at the Big Ten right now, obviously not Ohio State. They, they lost and, and there's a way for them to get in because it is wide open and a one loss team can certainly get in. But, you know, looking at Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, Maryland. I mean, these teams, obviously, I know some of these teams are, are not going undefeated, but. Um, it, it's definitely an interesting conversation, but you look at those teams, right, who are, are in a Power Five conference, playing good football, and then you put them against the Georgia and Alabama. I mean, that's what it is. They're, they're first off, not only the SEC bias, but the the fact is, this year Alabama and Georgia are certainly the top two teams. That that's a, a given, and I think what Vegas is saying is if if these two teams go to the SEC championship play each other it's a fairly close game I, I, I think it could be a 17 point win either way i think they're both in and, with one and, loss you're saying if yeah both with, go to the sec title game undefeated correct sorry right. yeah i, yeah, I yeah, should yeah. make that make that point obviously yes um acc i mean look your your big dog clemson already with two losses i mean who's coming out of the acc wake forest boston college and, some and, say. yeah boston college wake miami? forest miami look Miami's 0 and 0, right? Oh, no. they, they they still they could <laughs> they, they could win out. They can yeah. certainly win out. Yeah. Um, you know, Clemson could still sneak in because you know Wake, BC, NC State, who who's beat, just beat Clemson, very good team, um, but has one loss already. If they lose again, you know who who sneaks in there. So that that's an interesting conversation. You got Oregon, Cincinnati. Um, we'll talk about them. Big Notre game Dame, one of those. You know, yeah. look. One of those two games, yeah, it's a huge, huge game. So, um, but I think that two undefeated teams going to the SEC title game in in somewhat of a close game both make it to the to the uh, to the playoff, and I think that's exactly what we're seeing yep. with these odds. I agree. That's why the odds are what they are, right? Yeah, basically, certainly. basically the odds at this point to me for making any player are you're you're just trying to get a team that's going to be in the final four, right? Mm-hmm with some degree of certainty. That's why, you know, I've been tweeting for weeks now about Cincinnati. I got them around 130 to one, 120 to one as well. They're down to like 30, 40 to one in some shops. Now, now look, I'm not saying Cincinnati is the best team, nor do I think if they make it that they're going to win the national title. But again, if you have 130 to one ticket in your pocket and they're in the final four, you're making money on that ticket. Oh, for so, sure. I mean, and we didn't even mention Oklahoma and, and I'm not saying even Oklahoma yeah. wins the big 12 because they've looked shaky at best. Rattler, man. Yeah, Rattler has not been that good. That's why we've seen him fall in the Heisman race. Sure I, know, I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, I mean, that's something to, to mention. And, and But you look at last year, Spencer Rattler, what did he do? He picked it up, up in the second half of the season and, and did some great things. So if they kind of mirror what they did last year, he can certainly be not only in the Heisman race, but Oklahoma can, will you know certainly be in the uh, – the playoff picture, if not, you know, especially if they're undefeated. You mentioned Clemson. I mean, they are still the favorites to win the ACC. Now, they yeah, were I like mean, minus three, 
I think they're minus like 2,000 in one shop preseason. Yeah. Now they're around minus 150, 160, somewhere around there. But look, they're one and one. They're going to have to have some help as far as getting uh, NC State a loss there to win the Atlantic. But they are still the favorites to win the conference. So, Right, right, right. One and one. I think I mentioned they had two losses. They have, they're two and two Total. overall, yep. right? One and one in the conference. So. One and one in the conference. Uh, yeah, they are ahead of one team in the ACC Atlantic, Florida State, which is 0 wow. Yeah, Florida State, 0-2. Nice <laughs> yeah. to hear. It's got a nice ring to it. I don't know, just for me. An interesting game this week, Wags, Clemson and BC. I've heard a lot of different opinions on this game. Clemson's laying 15 at home against BC. Now, obviously, BC has a backup quarterback, so you have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. I've heard some guys say, oh, my God, this number should be in the single digits. I've heard some guys say this is the bounce-back game for Clemson. Um, and It's a game I haven't made a play on yet. But it's certainly – I did sort of, when I saw that number, pause a little bit, and it made me at least kind of think about things a little bit more. I, I was not expecting the number to come out this high, not necessarily because the power rankings dictate it, just because I think the public and a lot of other people will come in on BC just saying, oh, my gosh, Clemson's 2-2. Two and two. They shouldn't be laying 15 to any decent Anybody. team. Yep. Right? I, I, I agree. Look, I agree with that. But I think the key is the fact that this number is where it is. Because the public, a lot of the public doesn't do research. They look at two teams. They know these two teams. And, you know, BC with a backup quarterback, Clemson's defense could hold BC to, you know, single-digit points, yeah. right? So this game could end 21-9, to 9, right, or 24-9, to 9, and, and you're right there at the, right at there. the, at the total. So um, it could also end 52-10, to 10, and it could also end, you know, with BC winning the game outright, right? I mean, th- this game is – I don't think that's the case, uh, but look, I mean, I, this is if if Clemson doesn't win this game and they don't win handily, I mean, I, I don't think that they should, even if they went out, be um, in the conversation for a playoff team. Boston College's wins this year. Ready for the ready for the for the first three. I'll give them. You know, Missouri they won by seven last week, which is great. Colgate, UMass, Temple. Yeah, that's like the talk? Denver Broncos wins right. of college. A hundred percent. And can we talk about the fact? Look, they beat Colgate fifty-one to nothing. Colgate two years ago was a very good one double A team or mm-hmm. FCS team. Last year they got a little worse, and this year even more so. Like they're okay. They're good, okay to good. So they, they beat them fifty-one nothing. Okay, that's what they should do. Then they go to Matt UMass, who stinks. I mean, UMass is really really bad right um umass yeah they lost 51 to 7 to pittsburgh 42 28 to eastern michigan 53 to 3 at coastal carolina and and boston college only beat them by 17 points yeah i mean that that's not good i mean granted they were up 14 nothing at halftime but still 14 nothing at halftime the third quarter was 21 21 Uh, it was 35 21 after three and that's not good against a, a, a UMass team. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, keep these things, you know, in the back of your head when you're making these bets. If you're thinking, oh, Clemson shouldn't be laying 15 points to a good team. Well, this is a good team on paper at 4-0, and but you mm-hmm. dig in a little bit deeper, you double-click into that, maybe they're not so good. There we go. Things to keep in mind. All right, guys, so I tweeted out yesterday where I just want to get your thoughts on – maybe an alternative way to play the Heisman market, right? So 
if we look at it now, there's basically the books are saying that it's a two-man race. Bryce Young plus 175, Matt Corral and his quarterback plus 175. Next guy on the board, JT Daniels and Spencer Rattler, 16 to 1. Which again, I've never seen anything like that this early into the season. Two guys that high up, and the next guy at 16 to 1. My whole argument was this: if you want to take Matt Corral to win the Heisman, that's that's fine. If he beats Alabama this weekend, and you can get Ole Miss around five to one on the money line. I think there is a very, very, very good chance that he goes on to win the Heisman Trophy. So if you like Matt Corral to win the Heisman, don't play him plus 175. Play Old Miss on the money line this weekend against Bama at 5-1 to one because Look, I, yeah, I, I don't I, see him winning it without winning this game. Uh, I don't, Could he? Yes. Ne- is it I don't necessarily no? agree. I don't, I don't know if I agree 100% with that. I don't think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if this game ends... I don't know. Let's call it uh, 52 to 38 Bama. Right around the number. Okay, right. Right around the number. Everything exactly. That's kind of what it, it plays out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I guess maybe a little high. A but little yeah, higher. right around yeah. right around the number. Then Matt Corral, and let's say he puts up pretty good numbers against Alabama, and then Ole Miss kind of ends up 10 and 2. Okay. okay? I think Matt Corral could certainly still win it, right? Okay. So, uh, so, I, I, but if you think that they can win this game, I mean that that's a good number to take, right? I mean, five to one. There's worse. Yeah, f- yeah, with- five to one. I I've seen this happen, and and frankly, Alabama. Look, they're Alabama, so don't take what I'm saying so seriously. They're you know the best or the top two for sure with Georgia, who I think is very good this year. Mm-hmm. But, You've been behind them all year. Yeah, I've been I've been behind them since preseason. I I love Georgia. I think they're great, and I think I personally think right now they win the SEC. That's okay. my personal opinion at this point. Alabama. This is in the last let's call it ten years since Alabama's been Alabama. Maybe it's been longer. I, I whatever the history is, I think this is the worst Alabama team. However, it doesn't mean that they're not. <laughs> damn good and they are damn good i mean alabama is still alabama a team to be reckoned with um but i can see them falling i can see them also losing and i think Ole miss can certainly do and beat them because their offense is that good and this is a team that that runs like 80 plays 100 plays a game i mean it's it's incredible the pace of play alabama hasn't seen anything like it yet um it's basically whose defense could could make a stop in this game i mean and and you, you look at the total that's exactly what vegas is saying the total went from like 77 all the way up to 80. First off, no totals go up that high. You know, it, this is an, an abnormal game. Mm-hmm. And what it's saying is you have two potent offenses. The lane train, baby. Yeah, look, great. He's a, he's a great offensive-minded coach. I, look. <laughs> and he knows the number every week. Oh, he certainly does. <laughs> and I wouldn't be – look, they're, they're going to – I'm curious to see how he, he plays it because yeah. he might have a little change up in there. He might slow it down. He might know that Alabama has been practicing all week going against this quick, quick huddle, and he might slow it down. I, I, look, we, we've seen it before where yeah. this total should go over, even though it's at 80. And and one of the you know game plans is just slow it down and slow down the pace and establish you know some sort of rhythm that's you know more of a slow rhythm than running 100 plays a game so yeah it's not a total that i've dived into yet but um 
We'll see. We'll see. It makes sense. Look, Alabama could score absolutely two plays every time. Ole Miss defense suspect. Ole Miss offense incredible. Alabama's defense good, not great, and and they could put up points and they run a fast paced uh, game. So, really interesting games this weekend for some of these top five, top ten teams. Huge favorites, right? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, even Penn State. All double-digit favorites this week. So we'll see sort of if these teams can get some separation between themselves and some of these other top five or ten teams. So really kind of, especially that that Alabama Old Miss game, I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams on, on both sides of the ball there. So Look, really they're, all, they're all statement games. Yep. And I will say this, like for Alabama, look, double-digit favorites. Penn State, huge revenge game. They kind of got – that game last year for people don't remember, let mm-hmm. me remind you, Penix Jr. in overtime going for two, hits the pylon, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Probably I'm not. sure. Probably not. Probably not. Call stands. Indiana <laughs> go, wins uh, in, a, in crazy fashion, and it was complete mayhem. Um, trust me, Penn State had this game circled on their schedule from before the season, and that's going to be a statement game for Penn State. Ohio State, same thing. They're going to two Rutgers, I believe, to play who yep. just who just put up a great game against Michigan, had several chances to tie the game against Michigan. Um, so I think Ohio State's going to kind of come in and look, Greg Schiano's there, the guys at, at Rutgers, and he's been um, great. But I think this is a statement game for Ohio State as well. Look, Georgia and Arkansas, great game. Um, you know, what are your takes there? I mean, 18, 18 and a half. That's a big number. It's a big for, number, and I think a lot of people are just the sort of general public is going to say that number's too high, and generally you want to go the other way on that. I, I'm not necessarily so sure that the public is going to be wrong on, on that one. I, this this Arkansas team can play. They can yep. put up points. You obviously want to monitor the injury situation at quarterback for them, but the total is so low in that mid to high 40 number. Um, that I, I think, think there's a little see... bit more value on that plus 18 than you would normally see. Right, and and I think you'll see Georgia's defense. I mean, the Georgia's defense that you saw against Clemson, mm-hmm. and I think that's why the total's so low. And I think this Georgia defense is legit. So, um, yeah, no, that's going to be a great game. And then, look, one of the other statement games here that we're not that that we didn't make our sheet is going to be Michigan and Wisconsin. I mean, I'll be talking about that game in a little bit. Oh, will you? Okay, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about maybe, that. Maybe it'll stink on that one, my man. Yeah, 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 exactly. We'll see. Um, we'll see. No doubt about it. So we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Can't wait for that one, yeah. <laughs> Before we get to the fishy line of the week, we'll also be doing the 60-second speed round, the, and the Monday Night Football contest questions, and, of course, free plays at the end, guys. Wags, just to, to kind of touch on the NFL a little bit here, some people are now saying that there is a new favorite in the AFC, obviously, it's been the Kansas City Chiefs for years, all preseason, the first few games. But the Chiefs are now in last place. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs are in last place in the AFC West. The Buffalo Bills have looked awfully good. They have a 50-point differential already through three games. They are 2-1, and one, leading the AFC East. New AFC favorite wags. Is it, are you ready to say the Buffalo Bills, maybe the Chargers, maybe somebody else, maybe the 2-1 and one Titans, the 2-1 and one Bengals? Kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, the 3-0... Broncos, maybe? Who yeah, is your favorite right. in the AFC right now? Oh, we can't. Yeah, well, I was about to say, you got to mention the Broncos. You got to mention the Raiders. I love it. Hey, yeah. I, I, I am one with an over, I think it's eight and a half wins on the Denver Broncos in my pocket. Okay. So I'm very there happy about that. Look, the Broncos, 
three and zero. Who have they played? Exactly. Zero and three. Zero and nine. Yeah. Well, exactly. Zero and nine. Literally zero and nine combined combined record of the Raiders have been very impressive. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. Um, Beating good teams. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, you know, Ravens, Steelers, and then the Dolphins came into town, gave them a nice little game there. Um, Which, by the way, we both had Dolphins. Nice, nice. uh, Nice little plug for us right there. But um Hey man. Good team. Look, I, I think, teams cover. I think the the scariest team is the Chiefs still at okay. one and two. Um look, you you got Mahomes, you got Hill, you got Kelsey. This team is a scary team on offense. However, on defense, it's like they're giving up thirty one plus points a game. They've given up ninety five points allowed this year. Yep. Which is worst, literally worst in the entire conference. That's, think about there's some bad teams in the AFC. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, even though I'm singing Mahomes' praise and everything like that, key turnovers in their own, you know, t- in their own territory, mm-hmm. not going to cut it. The Bills are the clear-cut favorite in the AFC, even though wow. it, they are a very good team. Their offense is very good. It doesn't matter who they have at running back. Um, you know, Josh Allen is basically their running back. They have really good receivers and weapons. Their defense, incredible. I think they're giving up. 44 points through 44 three points through three uh how they lost to pittsburgh to open up the season i have no idea L- literally no idea but i was on the steelers uh, i can tell plus you the points pump blocks. that pump blocks. that that game stunk <laughs> talk about fishy line you missed a fishy line because we didn't have a podcast but that, that was week. my fishy line <laughs> that, that game was, was fishy man yeah, i mean under a touchdown in buffalo against yeah. The Steelers team, who who everybody knows is off this year. I mean, look, that was very, very, very strange. Josh Allen MVP plus eight fifty. He's sixth on the board. He's around eight plus eight fifty. I've seen as high as ten to one. I don't hate it because he's going to put up numbers. The team has a very soft schedule, middle to late of the year, and uh, it was sort of one of those things where he was being talked about last year. Blah blah blah. Which you need sometimes to maybe you know get voters' attention. Then the next year, if, if you followed up. Totally. Um, he's he's looked awfully good so far. So take a look at that. Um, the MVP favorite is Matthew Stafford right now across the board in pretty much every single book. I can't argue with it. I don't. I'm not running to take it. I don't. I wouldn't take it at six to one only because I don't think he's going to have the numbers that some of these other guys are going to have. The the other reason I don't love it is because of the division that he's in. In my opinion, the NFC West is the hardest division in football. And look, if they go fourteen and two. Good for them. He's probably going to win it. But I just think a lot of those those division games that the Rams are going to have are going to be close. They are going to lose some of them. We've seen it this week. Cardinals plus six down to plus four. A lot of people are just assuming that, you know, those teams are kind of cannibalize each other. And I just think when you look at the, at the Bills, you know, a team like or a division that they're in where they get to play the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets. There's other better bets on the board, and I wouldn't necessarily be gravitating toward Matthew Stafford at 6-1, but I, I get people taking him at much better numbers. 6-1, to one, though, not for me right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I mean, you got guys like Kyler Murray who are right there with Stafford, who I think because of the preseason um, you know, kind of hype behind the Rams – um, was much, much higher than anything with the Cardinals, yeah. right? So the fact that Murray's got his team playing, I mean, he's got not only his arm but his legs also, that helps the stats. I think that would help somebody like Murray if you're looking at the top of the board. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Allen, Justin Herbert, um, Dak Prescott, 
you know, names that are kind of middle names that could still impress. Look, I think the Cowboys could could win 12 games this year still. Um, you know, and, and if that's, you know, if, if they win more, Dak, the way he's playing is certainly in contention. At certain shops, Dak Prescott's actually the favorite, plus uh, 675 at Bet Online to win MVP. So, that's crazy because they must have extreme exposure because exactly. you look at somewhere like DraftKings, Dak is 18 to 1. Shop around, guys. Shop around. So I make sure. I think I might have talked about this on one of the preseason pods. So offensive player of the year is very correlated with MVP. But you for offensive player of the year award, you want to look at guys who are going to put up numbers but not necessarily have the most wins. So Dak for me would fit into that perfectly. Where you know this Dallas team, I don't see them as a 13, 14, 15 win team this year, but I could see them as a 9, 10, 11 win team getting into the playoffs, and his numbers are just off the page. Right. So you always want to kind of look at for MVP numbers plus wins, whereas the offensive MVP is is that guy who's putting up crazy stats, but not on the best team. Derrick Henry comes to mind as well for that award. Yep. And so, how about how about someone like Derek Carr? Perfect. Because, I look, mean, they could he, he yeah. he's putting up numbers, man. Whew. I mean, they can go seven and ten, not make the playoffs and he yeah. could have he could lead the league in, sure. in passing yards. The other thing, Dak is probably going to win the Comeback Player of the Year award. Yep. So, you know, these people voting on this are, are human beings. So um, to win that and the MVP, I think, is probably unlikely. So I wouldn't necessarily be going for Dak for MVP. Um, all right, Wags. We are going to be on our the fishy line of the week time. Guys, if you don't know what this is, so basically it's, it's a line that me and Wags look at, and it just stinks. You look at the line, you're like, what the heck? Why? What? What? This team's favorite. This team's a dog. That line's out of whack. So uh, last week, I know for me, it was UTSA, and they wound up winning outright. So it's just a line that I look at for one of mine, Wags look at for, at for one of his, and the line just stinks. So here we go, Wags. Your fishy line of the week for this week is? Troy. Hmm. Troy. Who? Troy. Yeah, who, who? Troy. Troy. Yeah. Let's talk about Troy. Troy is freshly off a loss to who? Louisiana Monroe. That's different than UL Lafayette. Yes. So Louisiana, <laughs> if you ever see Louisiana ranked 23rd, because I feel like they're always ranked 23rd. Um, <laughs> this is not the same Louisiana team. No. Louisiana is Louisiana Lafayette. This is Louisiana Monroe, who had a win total of about two. Going One and a half, two. Yep. yep. Two so, juice to the under. Yeah, so, um, well, one of their wins just came against Troy. Yes, it did. Who, who has, in, like, years past, been kind of that dark horse team who kind of, you know, upset a team here or there. Well, this year, they just lost to Louisiana Monroe. Um, they play, and they go to South Carolina. SEC school. Just lost to Kentucky. A good team, 16-10. to 10, Also 2-2. Two and two. By the way, Troy's third road game in a row mm. that's tough especially for college kids okay troy at south carolina think about it okay sec sec to me home? this this game should be mm, i don't know 14 and a half to 21 and a half somewhere in there it's seven it's seven it doesn't make sense six and a half in some places it dropped why is it dropping and the reason is because troy is going to cover 
I thought this you were going to say the win. I, I thought you were going to do it. Hey, it might. It might. They might. <laughs> Troy might. But you, you paused. Know what? You had some suspense. I, I, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about it and, it. and you think about it a little bit more. And you're saying, okay, let's move this game to Troy. Pick and you're telling me South Carolina at Troy, the game is pick them? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Troy is going to cover this. That's my fishy line. And uh, probably, not sure, but probably will be on my card. Okay. Heard it here there first. My fishy line, guys, Michigan versus Wisconsin. Michigan's ranked 14th in the country. Wisconsin is 1-2 and two and just got blown out by 28 points on national television against Notre Dame. Yet this line opens, and I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about opens. Wisconsin minus 1.5 or minus 2, depending on where you look. So the public, the betting people at large, the betting public at large, just saw Wisconsin get blown out. They've also seen Wisconsin week one lose at home to Penn State. So this team's one and two. And then they have a Michigan team, 14th in the country, 4-0, blowing teams out at home. They have not allowed more than 14 points at home in a game this year, which is pretty amazing. And now they go on the road versus this lowly Wisconsin team that just lost by four touchdowns on national TV to Notre Dame, and they're an underdog. So, look, Michigan, in my opinion, is definitely overrated, overhyped, and this is a a classic buy low, sell high spot. Michigan's wins at home versus Western Michigan, Washington, who certainly has been downgraded since the year started, Northern Illinois, and Rutgers. They barely beat Rutgers last week by seven, so... I think you're getting kind of that all-in spot for Wisconsin. The market is reflecting that. The sharp side is certainly Wisconsin here because the ticket count has been on Michigan, but the money is, has been on Wisconsin. And we've seen re- certainly reverse line movement in terms of ticket count. I've even seen some minus twos pop. It's back down to kind of minus one, juiced a little bit as well. But, man, it, it, if you're just sort of Joe Public better looking at this number you want to run and grab as much Michigan as you possibly can. So the fact that this line open Wisconsin favored hasn't really come down from that all that much. Uh, my fishy line of the week, certainly Wisconsin versus Michigan. Yep. No, definitely makes sense. And uh, we didn't mention my fishy line of the week, which was last week, which was Oregon state um, plus the points at USC. I believe they won. What was it? Outright. 45 27 they were getting 12 yes they were or 11 and a half you know dropped by the time it did make the card um, we were both on that game we were both on that game uh plus i believe we had it at 11, 11. we had plus 11 yep um on the pod i had it at 12 and um the fact that he dropped even more was crazy and they went outright by 18 so um there's always a few games every week that smell these are two that we feel stink and um yeah, just uh, take it for what it is. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to make our card, guys. That you know right. the games that we discuss. A lot of them probably will, to be honest. The ones last week did, but it's more just to kind of get you thinking and get us thinking about what the public is going to be looking at when they see these numbers, right? So I think you know last week we we talked about it. Both wound up making our cards. This week we'll see. But um, certainly every week, more so in college than the NFL, I, I think it, it's definitely fair to say there are some some stinky lines across the board. So. Yeah, a- ACL and I have a I have a buddy who um, you know typically just constantly pounds these fishy lines, but does it the way the public will, and he constantly loses. Um, so anytime we know what he's on, it's very fun to bet against him and win lots of money. 
the original mush, perhaps, some might say. Yeah, exactly. some might say. All right. 60-second speed round time, guys. Wags, I will go in the hot seat first. You can ask me. Guys, we're basically doing 60 seconds. Each Wags throws questions at me. I answer them, you know, short answers, one-word answers, whatever, just to kind of get the information out to you. And then I'll do the same for Wags. So, Wags, I'm on the hot seat. 60 seconds begin whenever you're ready to throw out a question at me. All right, let me uh, get the timer ready, and uh, we will start in about five seconds. So let's go. Ready, begin. What team in the NFL finishes with the best record? How about those Buffalo Bills, man? Yeah, I I like it. Who wins the ACC? I was going to say your Miami Hurricanes, just so I could see you smile. But (laughs) I'm going to say... I'm going to say NC State. I like it. I like that? it. If I do, I like it. Um, if Cincinnati beats Notre Dame this weekend, will they win out and get into the playoff? Will they win out? Yes. Will they get into the playoff? I'll say yes. I'll put it at 60%, assuming that the committee doesn't choose to screw them. Should they get into the playoff? 100% yes. And I'm not just saying that. Maybe I am a little bit. I'm not just saying that because I have 130 to 1 Cincinnati ticket. So yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Go Cincinnati. Last question. Clemson is number 25 in the rankings. Should they be ranked? No. No. <laughs> preseason rankings are a joke. We have preseason rankings for talking heads to, to talk about. They're fun to talk about. I get it. But once the season starts, you should look at independently from the preseason rankings what a team has done. They're 2-2. Two and two. They got blown out. I'm blown out. They barely beat Georgia Tech, and they lost two games that they should have won. 2-2. Two and two, Why are they ranked? Absolutely not. No. Agree? Disagree on that one? Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, yes, I agree. It's tough because the, <laughs> the historical polling has definitely swayed my opinion. And I think yeah. thinking through it, Clemson does not deserve to be where they are. The fact that they are is what it is, but, um, yeah, I, Wags, you know. can get Clemson as high as 100 to 1 to win the national title. Does that have any interest in you? No. Okay. Let's check it. No, I mean, it's, I it's, it's an intriguing number, but this DJ Uglele is, has not impressed me. And um, because of that, I, I can't say that I would waste my money. If you would tell me there's like a 5% chance that if they went out that they get in, I obviously would take that. I just don't think there's any chance that they – if, if they went out, that, that they get in. I just I don't think the committee's going to do it this year. So, All right, Wags, you're on the hot seat, man. You ready? 60 seconds. Questions? You ready? Yeah, I guess so. All right, here we go. Ready, set, go. Alabama is ranked number one, and Georgia is ranked number two. Consensus. Who should be ranked third? And this is polling. So, in other words, if you're polling, not your power rankings, but if you're doing like a poll, who you got third? Oregon. I agree. I like Oregon. I, I like the, the way that their schedule plays out i think they go undefeated i think they're in the playoffs i agree with you um who finishes with more wins in the nfl this year the detroit lions or the new york giants i'm gonna go with the lions i like the way they're playing they play with heart um they have a slightly better coach i also think these are the bottom two or three or four coaches in the nfl yes um so i'm not not fan to them but the lions at least have to play uh chicago a couple times and um yeah, I just, I don't know. I just like the way the Lions play with heart, uh, even though the Giants, you know, 
probably have a little bit better of a defense. So uh, that's a good question. Dan Campbell, baby. Not the easy answer for this question. If you had to vote right now for NFL Coach of the Year, who are you voting for? Matt Rule. I liked what uh, Carolina's doing. I think uh, he's taken his team, you know, basically to transform them, and I, th- I love their defense. Two more questions. Your favorite player of all time in any sport is? Whew, this is a great question. Um, and most might think that I would pick a Miami Hurricane, which I love every single one of them. Um, but I'm going to go growing up. Uh, I was a huge Derek Thomas fan. So uh, I, I was a Chiefs fan. Derek Thomas, uh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Terrible story. Died in a, a, a you know a car accident um, driving on, I believe, on ice. Um, very sad. But uh, he was my favorite player of all time. Final question. Which team wins the NFC West this year? It's a hard one, right? You, you, you yeah, could, you go, could legit make a case for any of the four, I think. Absolutely. Um, I think, to me, it's between the Chargers and the Chiefs. No, no, no. Uh, NFC, NFC West. Sorry. Oh, NFC West. Sorry. Yes, NFC. Other side. Um, you could still, I mean, right. make it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> both, both, both very uh, good questions. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to stick with them. I've liked them since the beginning of the year. Um, I think they're eventually going to make a trans, uh, you know, transfer of quarterback and, and pass the torch over to Lance. Um, and I think he's going to, to be, you know, a spark. I think he's got the legs. I think he can move around the pocket. And I think that's actually going to help their offense, help their team. And I think uh, they'll rally around him. I like it. Big game this weekend in San Fran. Yes. Big. Game Very big. In Seattle. Very that big. Seattle team yeah. might be at one and three and in last place looking up. So we'll see. All right, guys. Two- Two games that we just want to sort of touch on, the big games, one in college, one in the NFL. We'll start with college. We've talked a lot about this game a little bit. Undefeated number seven, Cincinnati, minus two, minus two and a half consensus at undefeated number nine, Notre Dame. Cincinnati, of course, coming off the bye, as a lot of Notre Dame opponents are this year. They beat Indiana uh, by 14 in their last game. Notre Dame coming off that huge six and a half point underdog win on national TV versus Wisconsin. The look ahead line on this game, note this, guys, in the offseason was Notre Dame by around four, okay? So now it's Notre Dame plus two, two and a half. So around a six, six and a half point swing. What's happened since then, right? Notre Dame's won all their games. They're undefeated. That said, in a lot of people's eyes, their power ranking has actually gone down a little bit just to kind of, just because of how they played, the teams that they've beaten, that kind of a thing. They have wins over FSU, Toledo, Purdue, and somewhat, I would argue, deceiving final score against Wisconsin. It really wasn't that bad. The other factor for this game is injuries. So quarterback Jack Cohn is officially listed as questionable for this one. All indications are that he is going to play. But if he can't go, Drew Pine will get the start. He was 6 for 8 last week, 81 yards and a touchdown. So something to kind of monitor there just as far as who's going to be the starting quarterback there. One last note here, Wags. Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly. In his career at Notre Dame as a home dog, which they are in this case, 6-2 and two ATS as a home dog for Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. He's only been a dog eight times in his 11 years at Notre Dame. So this is one rare occurrence. Wow. Should be a good one. That's, that's incredible because Notre yep. Dame all, always has a very difficult schedule. Now, I know Notre Dame's Notre Dame, big betting favorite in the, in the public's eyes and all that. Um, this is going to be a great game. I really do believe it. I think, you know, the neither team uh, – look, they're both capable of blowing out teams. But I, I just think the way that Cincinnati plays, a very tight game – they manage the ball very well. Um, is obviously their favorite. I mean, going to put up a fight at Notre Dame. It's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. And um, 
Yeah, look, I think, uh, you know, we, we had the speed round question. If Cincinnati wins this game and wins out, I, I think they're in. I, I really do. With, with a win uh, against an Indiana team by two touchdowns, a win against Notre Dame, I think. Both on the road. Both, yeah, yeah, both road games. It's tough to say you're out Cincinnati. I mean, it would be a, a, a crying shame if, if, they, if the committee leaves Cincinnati out um, if they if they go undefeated, Cincinnati's remaining games at home the rest of the year: Temple, UCF might be the hardest one, Tulsa and SMU probably the hardest one. Road games: Navy, Tulane, USF, East Carolina. You know, Central Florida, SMU probably the hardest. I don't see them losing any of those road games. Both home games. Have the championship game. Right. Look, SMU's legit. Uh, exactly. They beat, That's a tough game. A, yeah. Yeah, they beat a very good TCU team last week. Yep. Um, Kind of shocked me. TCU almost made my card. Um, glad I left it off. Uh, just didn't really like the way things looked. But, um, yeah, I mean, S- SMU is very talented, very good, and um, they impressed me last week. So uh, I would circle that game as, you know, if if Cincinnati gets past Notre Dame, that's the game to, to kind of look out for. I agree. November 20th at home. Uh, NFL... This was an easy one, Wags. Biggest game probably of the year, just in terms of hype, yeah. right? Tampa Bay at probably New Probably the England. biggest game in the last 20 years. Yeah, you know? in terms I, of hype. I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Hype. should be amazing. Tampa Bay guys currently run a minus seven-point favorite at New England. The Bucks on back-to-back road games, of course, they lost to the Rams as one-point favorites last week. Patriots come into this one losing as three-point home favorites to the Saints last week. Obviously, the narrative all week is Belichick versus Brady. I, I will point this out, and I'm sure you guys have seen some of the tweets. Sportsbooks are reporting just insane handle, insane liability so far on the Bucks. One book went so far as to say it might uh, rival their Super Bowl handle from last year. Wow. One book came out and said 95% of the ticket count so far midweek was on Tampa Bay. They can't yeah. sell a, a Patriots ticket no matter yeah. what. I could see this going to 7.5, man. Yeah, well, I've seen it go to 7. I've seen it drop to 6.5. If you look right now, juiced, right yeah, on this, yeah, yeah. yeah, juiced. It's an int- That's an interesting game. I mean, I, I, honestly, I'm I'm staying far away from this game because of the hype. Because personally, this is uh, something where I think it all makes sense. Everything makes sense to back the Bucks. Everything, just right? in terms of Maybe. like personnel, you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Mac Jones against a, gr- a right. great Bucks defense. Uh, Brady coming home, knows the stadium, everything's great, knows the defense, knows everything, has the weapons against a team that lost to the Dolphins, okay? It's pretty um, bad. Yeah, and, and the Patriots look lost. They got a, a rookie quarterback. Now, the flip side is Belichick knows Brady, and Belichick knows his tendencies, and Belichick is a great coach. He's the best coach in the NFL, and he knows how to get his team prepared for these type of games. So it's a matter of personnel execution. Can the Patriots play up to Belichick standards and play technically sound football and contain better athletes and better players? That's the question. And Belichick's done it before. So that's why I don't want any part of it. And um, look, the, the crowd's going to be rowdy and and gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch it'll be a hell of a game i can't wait to watch it i i am probably going to be involved in this game i think it's going to wind yep. up making the card I, I i am digging into a few of the numbers the total interests me a little bit here 
Um, we'll see. I this is one of those games where you know usually the narrative all week in, in the mainstream media is a bunch of BS. This one, I think it, it might be real. I mean, Tom Brady. Who knows if he wants to sort of stick it to him at the end, maybe get an extra touch on here. They're that kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Belichick's been known sure and, and kind of instill, he, he instilled it in Brady's DNA. Let's run it up. Right. You never you never know. I mean, that's like the, the hurricanes of old. And I know I have to go back there. Where, Real old. Um, yeah, I'm old. And they used to say, look, you, you don't want us to score. Stop us. Right. Fair. Cannot wait for that game, guys. So uh, check out the cards see if we want to make it a play there either one of us so that is tampa bay new england all right guys two hundred dollars site credit monday night football contest time for new listeners this is what happens i'm about to read off three questions for the monday night game chargers and the raiders the first person to get all three questions correct gets 200 bucks in site credit to the real mr acl.com it's very simple to enter just dm your answer to myself or wags on twitter or email either one of us, ACL at therealmrstl.com or Wags at therealmrstl.com. Timestamps count. So if there's multiple winners, whoever gets it in first wins. So be sure to get it in ASAP. Here are the questions. Number one, Chargers minus three and a half versus the Raiders. Are you taking the Chargers or are you taking the Raiders? Question two, name the player who will score the first touchdown in the game. Question three, give us the total number of touchdown passes by Derek Carr. Not runs or anything like that. Just the total number of touchdown passes by Derek Carr. Get him in. Get him right. Get him first. 200 bucks in site credit. Good luck, everybody. All right, my man. Free play time. Last week was good. Uh, I believe you pushed on yours last week right in. I had the over in the Texas-Texas Tech game. I believe it was over 61, and we had 56 at halftime. So I had a lot of nice DMs from listeners. Appreciate those guys. Thank you very much. And Wags, yeah, you, you, yours, yours should have won. Just, yeah. just say that. That's uh, look. A push is it okay. It is what it you is. A on. push is fine. Yep, you move on. You don't lose. ACL, you take the honors here. All right, man. Um, free play time this week, guys. I am sticking in college football like we did last week, and I am going to the Big Ten. And I'm taking Minnesota. Minnesota plus two and a half versus Purdue. Minnesota. Yes, Didn't yes, that Minnesota. Lose? Wait, the same team that just lost to who, Bowling Green? That Minnesota. I know exactly. Okay. The team that lost last week, I know they lost to Bowling Green. They were 31-point home favorites to lowly Bowling Green. And what this did is a couple things. It created a good amount of line value in this one. Had Minnesota won like they should have by, say, 31, this line opened at would have opened at worst around Pickham. Probably Minnesota as a slight favorite here, potentially. Uh, so we are seeing some line value there. Um, instead, what we're getting is, you know, a, in addition to the line of value, a highly motivated team with a good coach who I think is going to have his team's full attention this week. I think they were kind of sleepwalking th- th- through that game last week, looking ahead to Big Ten play. Not even practice was probably very poor, uh, as I can imagine, and they, they just laid a complete egg there. This this is a much better team than, than uh, what we saw last week versus Bowling Green. Um and then you have, this is a Purdue team that struggled to beat Illinois last week as an 11-point favorite. They only scored 13 points. They ultimately did win, which is actually a good thing uh, in terms of just mot- motivational aspects. I'd much rather the team that I'm betting against come into this game off a win versus a loss. Also, Purdue's dealing with a ton of cluster injuries, both at the wide receiver and the running back position as well, which I don't think it's being factored in enough, which I think Minnesota should be able to exploit here. 
Uh, Minnesota coach PJ Fleck in his career wags at Minnesota off a straight up loss, 10 and 7 ATS, whereas Purdue head coach Jeff Brom in the role of home favorite, which he is here, is just 5 and 8, 5 and 8 ATS. So a lot of good factors here. I think wrong team favorite situation, and we are going to be going, guys, with the Minnesota Golden Gophers plus two and a half this week as the free play. Wags, you are up, man. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, Air Force and New Mexico. I'm staying in college football. Okay. Um, going a little out west. Air Force travels to New Mexico. Um, really not much analysis here, to be honest. Air Force is a, um efficient team. And New Mexico doesn't score too many points. New Mexico Air Force also doesn't give up too many points. I think they're 18th um, against, you know, points against in the nation. So that said, I am going under in this game. I'm going under 46. Um, I think it's a low scoring game. I think it's, you know, falls somewhere around the, you know, 27 to to 10 type game. Um, where Air Force kind of has control, runs it out, uh, bleeds the clock, and we end up seeing a, a, a low total here. So uh, going to go Air Force, New Mexico, under 46. Air Force has three wins this year. They've given up 14, 3, and 7 points. Yeah, so, so I mean, they're, they're, they're clearly a very good defense. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen um, out in the Mountain West. Good stuff, man. All right, we will close up shop here. I'm sure you have to go put on your – Gino Toretta jersey, all, all your gear, paint your face orange or whatever the colors they have nowadays, green. And Get uh, my turnover chain shine. Oh, up. yes, I forgot the, the turnover chain. Yeah, it should, be, it should be great. I'm sure there'll be lots of turnovers this, tonight for the Canes, right? Well, for or against, we'll see. <laughs> Depends uh, what's going on there. Let's see, uh, current line right now, I believe, still four and a half. Right. Juiced, Here we go. juiced on uh, UVA at minus one fifteen, so it's it's moving down a little bit. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Um, scary. I'm not sure De'Ara King is going to be playing. So backup quarterbacks. They got a good look at Central Connecticut State last week. So yes, they did. Big <laughs> big win for the Hurricanes last week. So yeah. all right, guys, check us out. Packages are up. NFL is hot. College is hot. We're all up. Got hockey starting next week, I believe it is, right, Wags? Got the Indian Wells t- Tennis Tournament going. Baseball playoffs start next week. Everything's up on the site. Package prices are all updated. Everything you could ever want there. Hit us up on Twitter or the Gram or the website email questions. Wags, you got anything else before we get out of here, man? That is all. Great podcast today. Looking forward to uh, getting all of the contest uh, answers over to my DMs. Uh, I know ACL gets a lot of those as well. Slide um, on in. Yeah, slide on in and uh, yeah, sign up. If, if you're a listener, sign up for the package. Go to the site, therealmracl.com, and uh, you could take a look at all the packages we have there, or you can send us a DM if you want to talk a little bit about it, and we're happy to answer any questions. We are. All right, guys, let's get out of here for WAGS. I'm ACL. Good luck with everything. Free plays, contest questions. Hit us up if you have any questions. We'll talk to you guys same time next week.